warahmatullahi wabarakatuh dan salam sejahtera. Welcome to the Buah Mulut Podcast. You're doing the intro alone. You're not even giving me chance to like say welcome to Buah Mulut. That's my line. That's your line. I don't know. Like, we don't have a script. Because you're so used to like not having me around for four weeks. Well, that's my fault. <laughs> of course, I was the one who left the country. I apologize, don't dear say, listeners. Don't say I left. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, in this episode, you. we have our regular co-host again, Puan Takahara How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. I drove all the way here for you. Are you happy? Yes. Thank you, you for really? doing that. I didn't ask her to, just so it's clear. <laughs> that it was entirely voluntary. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, she's been uh, out and about. Out and about. For <laughs> <laughs> out and about for a while now. Uh, what have you been out and about doing? Can you... Uh, please explain to all the listeners who really tune in just for you, not for me. So they've never. Really are you saying? Are you saying that about me? <laughs> they've huh? never really had huh? a, a reason to listen up until now. Okay. Um, I've been away for two weeks for Red Bull Music Academy. From twenty second of September, I came back on the thirteenth, sampai Malaysia, and then I had to went to Jo. I had to go to Johor for another gig. Which is um, like 13 landing And then 14 terus gerak pergi Johor And then kembali ke um, Lembah Kelang on the 17th And then 18th until what date is it? 24th, 23rd 18th and 23rd I have a lot of things lined up for me Sebab Red Bull suruh do a lot of things And I'm not complaining I'm just tired Yeah Red Bull is supposed to give you wings. Yeah, so they gave me too many wings that I can yeah, handle. Wings that took you to Montreal. How was your how how was Montreal? Was it good? Montreal the place or Montreal the Okay, we start with Montreal the place. <laughs> What was your first impressions of it? Um in a nutshell I would say if if KL or PJ were to have four seasons there would be Montreal. Interesting. Interesting it is. Huh. Does it does does it have what makes you say that? What I is it about the place? I don't know, just the vibe. Yeah, the is vibe. It, is it busy? Oh damn! It's like PJ. It's really hard to say. Like tadap parking lah. That's that's the general vibe. Tadap parking. No, no, it's the road. <laughs> the bumpy road. Bumpy road. The potholes. Potholes. Yeah, so but they don't they don't look like they have potholes. Just like the road is bumpy. Mm. Like dia macam banyak crack And like this is like the Kita duduk dekat like this place called St. Paul Hotels And the venue is like Phi Center, PHI And it's like uh, the fufu area of the place What's a fufu? So fufu area is where Chris, uh, Chris like one of the handlers One of our handlers said It's the fufu area of the place Meaning it's the rich area Oh. The Bukit Bintang area of that place Ah, it's yeah. Bukit Damansara ish lah Yeah Okay So even the Fufu area Macam has like bumpy road So I'm like I don't understand So it reminded me of PJ more or less Alright So that I hate it I, 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 I prefer the Like after After the After the two week stint At For the Vice Center I stayed over at One of um, Chris's friends 
Olivier's house and uh, his house was like in the suburban area of the the city and it's like it's very nice like the rumah dia ada ada like a playground and then like waktu tu tengah tengah apa autumn so all the leaves falling and and you so hung out nice. at the uh, playground a lot nope i didn't go i don't want to be seen as a creep why were, were there no. there were there a lot of children around yeah it's oh. like a it's like a taman perumahan dia macam sya'alam four seasons that's what it is that's what it feels like like the four seasons hotel in sya'alam Yep. It's, it's like that. Yep. Not not the, really Shangri-La. The non-existent Four Seasons Hotel in Shalom exactly like that. <laughs> with the with the yellow leaves. With the nashmeri and the pedia. And the French speaking kids, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, you spent uh two weeks there. If is was there such a thing as a typical day? Was there a macam a set schedule like for 14 days mm. this was what you had to do pagi pagi you have to do this petang mm. you have to do this malam you have to do this was there such a thing as a typical day over there you you you're asking me questions like like a red bull person asking questions <laughs> like an interviewer i'm i am interviewing <laughs> you interviewing i am interested okay so the schedule is like um like weekdays we would have two lectures So the lecture would start around 12 in the afternoon mm. and the, each lecture would take about 2 hours sometimes biasalah lecture akan langgar So you get to time. wake up at like 11:55 lah Yeah because I will tell you the reason afterwards So the lecture starts at 12 the breakfast is like from 8 to 12 lah mm. so until before the lecture And then lepas lecture makan tengah hari which is pukul 3 And then makan tengah hari I think an hour or 2 hours And then after that another lecture until five or six, and then after that dinner, and then after dinner like around eight or nine, I can do like every night there will be a, a a gig where each participant will each participant will have to like perform like once lah. So much like, certain nights have like a few participants performing at the same time, but like each venue, this um the venue is handled by Red Bull RBMA, so. Each venue is different. Like, I think kita orang ada perform ke ice skating. Bukan kita orang perform. Um, Siapa perform? Anna dengan Ludwig, I think. Perform that this ice skating ring. So, while they're like DJing, kita orang semua tengah skate, which is like so fun. But like the second term, apparently I saw, diorang, they, like the DJs perform over an Olympic pool. So, like everyone swimming like 1 a.m. in the morning and there's like people, you know, The, basically they they hear the sound like in the water and like above water it's like so cool that's not the the that's not during my term that's like the, during the second term that happened i think yesterday i think so that's that and the the gigs will go on until like three in the morning but i wouldn't stay that long like i would usually stay until one and then balik so it's penat malas and then go back and that's why like that's why like macam orang semua dia bagi dia letak lecture tu pukul 12 tengah hari sebab there will be gate going on until 3 sebab ada orang kena perform pukul 2 kadang-kadang ah. yeah so give people time to rest lah yeah any oh. any particular like days or people that stood out to you throughout your stay over there i don't want to be biased but i cannot i cannot help but to be biased to rere dj rere she's from taiwan Hmm. Her her Chinese name is um, Sin. I forgot, but people call her Riri, and she's like, 
simply put, she's the musician's DJ. Like does, you know how does she play a lot of Sugar Ray? No, unfortunately not. Someday, I don't think so. No. All my life will pass me by. Even if she did, she would she would do it like she would hack hack that song so that it, it sounds like a Ray Ray song and not a Sugar Ray song. That's what she would do. A musician's DJ is basically like you have your normal musicians and then you have your musician's musician. So that's what Ray Ray is. She's a instead of your normal DJ, she's the musician's DJ. She's like everybody loves Ray Ray lah. Yeah, like even like um, this one one of my friends Emma, um, she plays the trumpet. Emma Watson. No, Emma Jean Thackeray. So dia dia main trumpet and she's like, she 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 plays jazz. I think she plays jazz. I don't know what what that thing is called, but her style is like jazz, tamba like modern electronic stuff. And even she like went crazy over Ray Ray, and she's like the. Listen now, she's like your kind of. There are like, there are a few classically trained musicians there, and they they dance like crazy to Ray Ray, so they enjoy Ray Ray as musicians and also as normal human beings. That's she, why she was a nice person as well, lah. Yes, definitely. That's yes. that's good to hear. That is good. What, what were there any less than nice human beings over there? No. Um, we can we can talk talk shit. <laughs> no, we cannot because this this thing will be online. No, um, yeah, that's that's buah mulut, right? We gossip. We oh, share some hot goss. Hence buah mulut, <laughs> right? Exactly. I can, but we have to speak in Malay. <laughs> no, 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 come. They're gonna listen. Really. Wait, we'll never know because I'm gonna okay. probably share share right. online. No. So But there's definitely some stories, lah. <laughs> dear Chena, I wouldn't say they were like bad human beings. It's just that they have their 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 way of thinking and their how should I put it? But I didn't get get the thing directly to me, lah. Some the orang lain kena macam the kind the of bad experience. Yeah, lah. the bad experience. I didn't get it like directly. I someone else got it, and I heard it from someone else. So oh. I'm not gonna say who and what or whatever. It's a buah so mulut of a buah mulut, lah. Yeah. Okay. So halwa telinga. So regardless of whether or not it's true, it it doesn't affect me. My my thoughts of that person because I didn't interact directly with that person throughout the academy. So what did you put? Like the collaboration with other people. So whatever. How many people were at the academy for reals? Um, the participants like during term one was thirty five, including myself. So tahun ni ada tujuh puluh orang. It's divided into two terms, and then there's like uh, the studio team. I think studio team ada tujuh lapan orang. I forgot. Yeah, and then the the crews, the the apa the the tech guys and then the there's a lot of other human beings working like elsewhere where we rarely see them sebab dia orang ada macam ada orang editorial ada the apa the cameraman and stuff so participants yeah. that were there during uh, your stint over there was like 34 lah 35 ah uh, yeah 34 no 34 among the 34 how many people that you actually got to uh, connect with I think most of them. Most of them. Yeah. Like ninety percent. I would say, I would be certain that at least half I connect with. Oh, fifty percent. Yeah. 
connect uh, in what sense like you know at uh, you know group whatsapp rbma friends forever <laughs> kalau in that case i think i think like really really where macam we found like chemistry with each other is like gee and gee's from portugal and eddie from new zealand and we we like did a few songs together like at least two songs together So you got yeah. to compose as well over there. Yeah, because we have we have ten studios that is uh, dilengkapi dengan uh, state of the art equipment. State of the art equipment. Yeah, I never thought of saying that. So ten studios, state of the art equipments, like berpuluh synths that we can just like grab and bring into the studio, and then there's a session room yang dilengkapi dengan banyak gila. You know, acoustic instruments, like live instruments, lah. But basically, like those people use like DJ stuff and synths and stuff and things and MIDI keyboards and whatever. I write synths, not tragedies. Yeah. That's what people come to this podcast to hear. Yep. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, so you got to really, really connect with uh, three or four people, lah. Yeah, and I cried when when I had to, like Emma, I I went back. I was supposed to go back on the eighth, tapi I extended my stay because um, I was a, I was going to see Win Butler of Arcade Fire, so I extended my stay until the eleventh. So I had to like say goodbye to everyone. And waktu campelo, everyone tu macam okay. And then bila sampai ke Emma, I cried like crazy. Hmm. Uh, teruk gila. Like like tersedut kind of crying. And then like we send her, we send them off lah. Dia naik van kan. And then bila van tu cao, macam menangis teruk gila. <laughs> like Keaton, Keaton from India, he had to like calm me down. Macam relax, you know, we, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see each other. We'll see, you know, there's always Facebook and Skype and stuff. No, don't cry, don't cry. Let's see each other, that kind of thing. Still so have that, that RBMA 2016 WhatsApp group? No, there's no WhatsApp group. But we do have a Facebook group. And I went back to Facebook just for them. Wow. Yeah. And that's just how much they mean to you. Yeah. That's nice. Yes. Making friends. Making friends. Uh, and right now you said that you are... Uh, Working on six collaborations. How many of those are RBMA related? Um, two. One is with uh, Beatrice. She's from Australia. She she's keen on having me. You know, ju- just us working on the track because we're supposed to work on the track, tapi tak sempat. So because like the the first week is when you get to know each other, and the second week is when you know that you want to work with this person, kind of thing. And I only, you know, I think most of us as well learned that thing like during the second week. Some learned that kind of connection like in the first week already, probably because about macam um, they have like this like during the first day. I think on the first day they divided us up into groups, mm-hmm. and kita kena buat like one song. It's kind of like ice breaking session, but but m- by composing. By composing, and that was like the first collaboration that we have to do. And I didn't feel it during that time. No, with with the bunch of people that was put in. Ah. Uh. So, but macam it felt like macam I don't know, like like certain people were taking better control at 
whatever that you weren't just you know you didn't fit into the dynamics of the group yes lah. yes that that's what I felt so much the second week when I found like mula-mula macam within the first week I Eddie joined me in you know in writing some songs bukan writing some songs like just like working on some songs because some one two I don't know mula-mula it it, it it was originally a random jam mm. and then it turned into macam a Uh, let's make songs together without us explicitly saying that out loud. Yeah. And then the second week is when, macam, oh, okay, we should work on this together, and we just m- happen to find, yeah. So, so that's what okay. you mean by connecting with those people, lah. Yeah. Just macam on a on a musical level, lah. But not all, not just that, lah. I think mainly we connected like out of the studio, like macam borak borak. We usually do that like the dining hall. Yeah. What, that's when, yeah. What, what did you guys talk about? Things, a lot of things. Just much um, about I try to go to different tables whenever I'm there. Like there's, there's always like the budak budak RBMA table and then crew crew blah blah editorial team the table. So I always go to like what whichever table yeah the yeah the budak budak like the other participants ah and then just like go to different tables and just like chill and bolo. Bora lepak with them, or just like sit there and hear whatever they were talking about. Hmm. Like what would they usually be talking about? Oh, so many things. Yeah. Yeah, I cannot cannot pinpoint. Can I, can I guess that sometimes they talked about music? Sometimes, not all the time. Yeah, because when they talk about music, they talk it. They talk in other languages, which is the music language. Eh. Hey, the so universal music. The universal <laughs> music language. <laughs> But seriously though, like if if, like there would be this analog room where there's like, dalam tu tak tak dibenarkan langsung any digital stuff, so no computers no. allowed. There's like the unspoken rule lah. Dia kata macam no computers allowed. Macam boleh je. But it's like the analog synth room. Analog synth room. Macam mana nak record kalau dalam bilik tu? Tape. They have a tape recorder. How, how do you get that? They have a tape converter to digital lah to yeah. get it on the. So like, macam ada satu team ni, diorang like on the first day they actually recorded in the analog room. They recorded it on tape, mm-hmm. and then as soon as they bawa keluar tape to pergi somewhere else to to be converted into digital. Nice. So like, yeah. Did you a... did you have any chance to record analog? Nope. No. No, because I don't understand it, so I don't want to waste tape. <laughs> I mean, I could have, you know, just tried, but it's it's too. I still don't understand the the difference between the warm sound and the digital sound. The cooler digital yeah. sound. I mean, I do. I more or less like kind of like get the gist of how something warm sounds like, mm. but not to the point that I want to incorporate it or go out of my way to put that into my work. You know, so just like. In that room, Kiton just like, let's say G- Gabriel would go in. He's usually there, always jamming alone. And then, like, I would go in and then, like, go to like one of the synth instruments and just like tekan, 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 tekan. And then G- G- Gabriel would like, gonna jam, like, okay, this is how you do this. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then, like, yeah, that kind of jamming that we have, like, just like masuk and terus main without without saying. Ada satu orang akan cakap macam, hey, can I join in? Yeah, sure, join in. Tapi macam, like, I would sometimes barge in and see everyone was playing and then, like, semua orang tengah senyap and tengah, you know, main-main-main-main. 
And there's like a speaker lah So macam everyone can hear what everyone's playing And then I would just go in macam teka 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 And it became a jam ah. That's usually what would happen in the analog room People ah. jamming I w- what I would imagine if I were to get into that kind of a situation, and mm-hmm. I would masuk, then I would uh, see that everyone is jamming, and mm-hmm. then I would try to tekan something, and then mm-hmm. as soon as I press something, everyone would just senyap and then be looking at me and macam, Did that ever happen? No, no, no. Okay. strangely, strangely. Good. Maybe it's because it wasn't me. <laughs> no, even if you, you know, even if you have no inkling of what or how synth work. You go in, you just press something, and people just like people don't care. Just you just like jam, whatever comes to mind, whatever comes to you know whatever wherever your finger wants to press, mm-hmm. where wherever your finger wants to go to, you press, and people wouldn't care. So that's the kind of vibe that you get. Just like they don't judge you, and that's what I really really love about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's no judging, mm-hmm. and everyone is so hardworking. It's it's hardworking like crazy. They work like all day, all night. Did that get you to work harder as well? Yeah. Yeah, the environment did. sort of affected you juga lah. Yeah. So when I came back and everyone was like so lazy, I was like, oh, <laughs> why? Come on, ah. Oh. Laju, laju. Laju sikit. Andale. Move faster, come on, ah. Oh. Twelve o'clock lecture. Talking. No, but seriously, that's that. That's what I get from there, and I hope to keep on feeling. You know, much I'm feeling restless when I cannot do anything, mm. because like the one thing that always comes to mind is like Eva, Eva Rere. They work so hard at that music, and the the music that they do are, like so good that it just like makes me feel like I want to drop everything, but at the same time I want to work even harder because they're like in their early twenties. Like Eva is twenty one and she already makes like great shit. And I'm 26. So I'm like I don't know what I'm doing. Dia buat satu lagu dia dalam in one day. And tu pun dia kata macam like she's she's already like playing like synths. Yang ada this one dia kata dia cakap the keyboard sounds shit. And I'm like what? How? How do you know that? Tapi dia kata macam the keyboard sounds a bit off. So dia cari the keyboard sound. And then I ask her like how how long she take to complete the song? And she like, it doesn't take long. It just took me like one whole day. I work that fast. So macam Yeah, and then this guy Alex, he did Alex 16. Turner? No, oh. Alex. I forgot his full name, but he's the punya artist name is Task Force. Alex TBH. No, not that even. Okay. Shout out Alex TBH. You're sponsoring us for this podcast. Um, so Alex, he did 16 songs throughout the two weeks. That's crazy. That is crazy, and semua lagu dia macam like crazy. Crazy mixing, the kind of like your musicians DJ kind of mixing, yeah. which is like did I he don't know, did he mind even mind. sleep? That's the thing. God knows he probably didn't. Was he on? Was he on cocaine the whole time? With all the Red Bull that they supply, I mean, you can easily find you can find Red Bull easier than finding plain water. Like in every room, every studio, there's like a small Red Bull in your fridge, though. Mm. But. On the floor, there's only like one water dispenser, <laughs> so much it's easier for you to grab a Red Bull than to grab a cup of water. Mm, that's what they want. That's what they want exactly. Get you hooked. Yeah, you hooked. But I didn't get hooked though. I didn't drink one sip of Red Bull yet. I'm I was the most hyper human being. It's like free flow beer, free flow wine, free flow Red Bull, and I'm like plain water all the time. 
I, I was the only one having like white colored drink tickets because like yang ada macam drink ticket. They the drink tickets lah. The during the all every night they the gig uh-huh. and macam Chris and um, Francis the don orang tu macam kita punya handlers. They will always give out like drink tickets for us to. Sebab kita orang macam get in for free and get the drinks for free ya. Only semua kena bayar. And then macam like kalau like alcohol beverage semua dia ada like color ada kuning like certain nights ada kuning merah biru I always I always get the white one because well I'm the sober one so I always get the white one. You oh, you you were the only person who was sober lah. Yeah. You were the only Muslim as well I would guess. I think so. I don't know if they're like. Mm. Um, you know, which I'm. You're the, they, they you're the one. Express. Yeah, you were the one who was obviously a Muslim, lah. Yeah, yeah. Least. But no. you know, I yeah. I think I know a a, a person or two, yeah. yang macam Muslim but drinks or you know pakai tudung but drinks. Which I don't care. Yeah. They probably don't care. And the one that I think that's also the main thing that that was over there. They they did not point out that I'm wearing a tudung or anything. Or I'm a Muslim or anything. Did you just put your ring in your nose? That's that's unbelievable. I got a nose ring. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, all <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Talking about nose rings. Talking about nose rings. Um, there there were also a series of lectures. So yeah. 14 or days over there. Did you get mm. 14 lectures? No, no. I think more. more. Sebab sehari ada dua lecture. But we, they they were only on weekdays. Weekends, ah, so twenty lectures overall. Ah, uh, more or less. Yeah. More or less. Th- any particular lectures that stood out in your mind? Oh man, so hard. Each lecture has its own like key points, and I like I wrote, I jot down notes of each lecture. I try to, like the first two lectures probably like I don't know what to jot down, so which I'm just like listening. But after a while, I notice like I have a, r- a rhythm going. So I start like jotting down notes during the lectures, mm. and I think the one that stood out, oh, it's so difficult. If I had to choose, then yeah, I would say yeah, you don't say, have to say one. You can mm. choose twenty that stood out. I don't mind. That's it's a podcast. It's podcast. <laughs> it is. I'm gonna need my notebook to <laughs> list down all the things. Um, apa? Oh, damn! So many. I cannot. Yeah, just start with the 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 first one that was like wow. The first one that wowed me, I think it was Junior Marvin, because um like ini kot chronology ah, I think Junior Marvin. But each you know sebelum Junior Marvin dah ada like the uh, official cardinal official. I don't know if you know him. Cardinal official. I've heard of him, but yeah. I don't know. He's worked with Acorn. He's like one of uh, Toronto's biggest. He's like Dr. Dre of Toronto or something like that. Nah. Yeah. I think I know one person from Toronto. Who? Shane told the vocalist of Silverstein. Also Drake. He's from Toronto. Yes. Okay, I thought he was from the Six. What? He was. He's from the Six. What is the Six? I don't know. He keeps talking about it. Running okay, to know. the Six with my wolves. <laughs> you know how that she go. Okay, I don't know, but I think Ivan Osik is from Toronto. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Um, Junior Marvin, he is the guitarist of Bob Marley. Okay. And uh, how he got to being Bob Marley's guitarist was um, on the day, on that one day, first Mumble, like um, he got a call from Stevie Wonder, wanting to wanting him to work 
to be Stevie Wonder new guitarist ah. Okay, he's he's been working as a guitarist for a long time. He At practices he practices eight hours every single day. Mm, that's his job lah. That's his yeah, nine to so five. Much, is, uh, his nine to five is guitar. His guitar, la. but yeah, you know. But how did he get uh, the attention of uh, Stevie Wonder? That one I don't know, but he got. I guess when you work that hard, you get the attention of. I know, mean, certain I'm sure some people in this uh, whole condominium apartment, one or mm. two people. You know, play guitar for eight hours a day. Yeah. Nobody knows about them because they don't get the word out. How uh, it, he didn't have a SoundCloud back then. I don't true, think. True. True. <laughs> I guess he sessions for people lah, and that's when you know you get the attention of Stevie Wonder and Bob Marley at the same time. I see. So he got a call from Stevie Wonder, and say offering him a, the job of being the guitarist lah, mm-hmm. and then macam, who? Let me think about it. So mm. he just like let me flip a coin. Yeah, let me flip a coin or something. So while he was on the phone, this guy, like his manager or something, um, wants him to follow him. Wants Junior Marvin to follow him. Jam night like create Rolls Royce depan depan rumah dia. Jam jom come. I want to bring you somewhere. And then macam jump. I'm on the phone. Tapi dia tak beritahu yang mama yang the guy calling is Stevie Wonder. Mm. I'm on the phone. Let me hang up. And then I'll go with you. Yeah, yeah. You said so I just called to say I love you. <laughs> That's okay. a Stevie Wonder song, by the way. Okay, so um, apa? Okay, the call, and then uh, macam let me think about it. Give me like a day or something, and then kata macam okay, I'll wait. Mm-hmm. You know, I let you think about it. So, but uh, Stevie Wonder offered a ten-year contract. Ten year thing, ten year contract, and that's a long time. And they kata macam that's a long time. Yeah, it's a, it's, yeah. Reg- it's regular work lah. Yeah, but still ten years is a long time. But still, they they pun join lah the manager guy, pergi drive somewhere, and then they drive they they arrive at a studio, mm-hmm. and then he saw Bob Marley, uh-huh. and then uh, blah, blah blah blah, and then he jammed with Bob Marley in your band, mm-hmm. and they basically gel lah, mm-hmm. and then orang kata macam Come, be my guitarist or something. Be my guitarist, man. <laughs> so, why he picked uh, Bob Marley instead of Stevie Wonder is because Stevie Wonder offered a 10-year contract mm-hmm. and Bob Marley was just like, um, Joma, join lah, Joma main. Le- that kind of, Joma, lepak chill, bro. Kind of kind of vibe. Offered him a spliff. Yeah, he didn't offer like a contract, and you have to sign it. Yeah. So you, that's you, why he went with Bob you Marley. Just, you just have to take this blunt and take a hit. <laughs> I guess. I guess. You know. That's. that's These are Jamaican yeah. stereotypes that I am perpetuating. Yeah. I am a terrible human being for okay. doing this. And also probably because you know he Bob Marley went there. But I don't know when they was probably I don't know. But Stevie Wonder It, called yeah. from. He was in London, UK. Ah. Junior Marvin was in UK, yeah. and Stevie Wonder called from the US. Mm, so I guess it's much easier to say yes to somebody's face than to the yeah, phone, lah. Yeah. Mm. So he said no to Stevie Wonder, and, and, and he's been. Yeah, and how were you inspired by that? Um, I'm inspired by the fact that how chill he is, regardless of that. You know that experience. You know mm. you're you're being approached by two giants of the industry. Yeah. And also probably because he at that age like he's like sixty, seventy years old, and he's so chill. Like macam the ato, the the very, I would call him the the chill ato. Mm. You know how atos are like 
chill all the time. I feel like Atok's are so chill. Like, like uh, Tok Ayah is so chill. He is? He is. He is very chill. He is a certain kind of chill. Yeah, yeah that, sure. that's the Atok kind of chill that you get at, you know. Right. The, the DGAF kind of chill. Yeah. It's it's not like macam Atok gets angry at Cloud kind of Atok. It's just like chill kind of Atok. And that's that's kind of vibe that he has. And bila dia cerita, dia macam cerita macam... Literally like an atuk bagi tahu cucu-cucu dia cerita-cerita waktu dia muda hmm. and macam all the crazy shit that is done. Atuk ni dah banyak makan garam. Ha, tapi he didn't he didn't do it like in a macam cena intimidating manner. Hmm. He was like a very chill atuk. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's so that's that's the the vibe that I got from him. Hmm. And I think everybody got that as well. And then like during the book, dia dia punya lecture tu dia perform like live oh. and dia minta orang macam sing along. So it made it so macam oh so nice. Like what about Buffalo yeah. Soldier? I don't know some of the songs. Some of the Bob Marley songs. Um I think one Bob Marley song and then he also did his songs as He did well. Wonderwall? No. That that's sad. Okay. Um yeah. He played the guitar, lah. Yeah, he played the guitar. Hmm. I I I would guess that was pretty early in his career. Hmm. What did he do after the fact that Bob Marley passed away? He continued as as uh, a musician, lah. Musician. And he's still he's still like writing songs sessions and singing la. and stuff. He doesn't session. I don't think it's sessions, but oh, he, he solos, ah. I I'm not sure what he does. Like the whole band. Like Bob Marley and the Wailers, I think the mm. the name of the band. They mm. like Una and the Palawans, but Bob Marley and the Wailers. Like, and the Wailers mm. is still, I'm not sure if they're still around. Mm. But Junior has released like a few things, a few stuff mm. on his own. Mm. And one of the things that I guess, you know, uh, that stuck to me was the fact that he practiced eight hours a day, and that's like, that is almost common. With like every every lecturer there and all the participants there, it's like eight hours is nothing. Yeah. And you know they they have this rule where you if you do something for ten thousand hours, that there's like a unspoken rule where they said something at ten thousand hours. Yeah. 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 I didn't know about that rule until. Ah. Okay. Then. All right. Yeah. Sure. And I didn't realize I've been doing it also. Yeah. Yeah, You've been 10, doing the ten thousand hours rule. Yeah. You've been practicing guitar for. No, tak de like like straight ten thousand. Yeah. But I realized I did that like, in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. I just like writing nonstop. Mm. Two thousand eight, nine, ten. Mm. Yeah, and I did that a lot. So the so the, the the muscle that you trained was the songwriting muscle, lah. Uh. I guess. So yeah. now you can just jump. Write songs Off the cuff Yeah Hmm oh. It sounds so boastful <laughs> But it's What's it's what, What's the last Wow lecture That you got That was the first one What was the last one Oh cannot Oh so hard <laughs> Dude after that It's just like You know When you get the first impression Yeah It's very difficult to Lay down the second Great first impression You get what I mean Yeah So it's like the greatest First impression was Junior Marvin Ah uh. And then like it, We closed off The whole lecture with Marshall Allen He's 92 years old But I guess The one thing that resonates From his lecture was He said something like He's 92 mm. And dia macam 
He's like the funkiest atuk. Meaning dia macam dia, dia pakai cap and pakai vest and the cap is like fully sequined and ah. with the vest also. Ah. So he looks like a very fancy atuk. Very uh, M Daud Kilau character. Very M Daud Kilau but very chill and very chomel. <laughs> so I cannot I cannot explain. But one thing that he said is um I mean like the way they were trained they were trained like he he's in Sanra orchestra and they the whole band lives in a house they train every day i think like from morning until night mm. non stop mm. they train like crazy and sanra orchestra existed since like the 70s i think mm. and it's been going on until now mm. so at the age of 92 years old marshall allen said marshall allen said something like this i still don't know anything i still have a lot to learn mm. and i think that just You know, it makes you feel like at the age of 26, what what do you know? You know so little. Marshall Allen is 92 and he says something like that, mm. you know? So, dia macam, it makes all the Twitter drama very stupid because you guys do nothing. Marshall Allen I'm has been living... I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Marshall Allen has been living forever and even he says something like that. So, it makes me think that you know you will never stop learning i mean it's it's a it's a cliche thing to say and everyone been saying that but it's just that when when you see a 92 year old human being saying something like that it makes you feel like it's legit you know instead of an online quote like this like i like before that i hold on to that quote by the this one scientist that said something along the lines of that like one of the greatest scientists of all time Einstein. i forgot his name No, I forgot his name. So he said something like, I still have a lot to learn. I don't know anything. But that's like an online quote that I usually quote lah. Yeah. But, but when you like see... That's like a picture that you forward WhatsApp to Yeah. Group. But when you see someone who says that, it just makes a huge difference that this guy is legit mm. and he exists and it just changes you. Che. Ooh. Were you changed by the end of the two weeks? Do you think you've changed? Or do you think you've grown? I hope to. Y- you hope to have changed or? Yeah, because I cannot tell whether I've changed or not. No one can tell. Ha- do you, have you, did you feel a, a, a shift within yourself throughout the experience? I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> Thus, but if I say I have... Yeah, yeah. Which I I feel I did because I feel like I want to write even more because everyone works so hard. Mm. If I say I have, I'm going to jinx it. I'm going to stop working. Mm. So I don't want to say it. Mm. But I do feel the restlessness yeah. when I do nothing. It's like, oh, what am I doing with my life? And then yeah. I start working on other things. Mm. Yeah. I think that's just like a post post-motivational camp buzz that you get yeah that's why i don't want to jinx it because if possible yeah. i want to keep it going yeah but it's so difficult to keep it going it's when all, everyone it's, it's around you is so yeah, sure. slow it's definitely i mean uh, that that camp was intensive it huh. was two weeks of nothing but and now you sort of have to face real life and mm. you have to buy groceries and you have to mm think about you know other things you mm. know driving way up to Penang to see your husband mm. and things like that no that's not that's not the daily life part isn't my concern i think the 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 thing that concerns me is when the creative people themselves are slacking 
and I was that, and I yeah I went there and I see all these crazy people, and they they are actually when they go back, they are surrounded by also hardworking people. Ah. That's why they're so hardworking because they're surrounded by those people. But when I get back here, I'm surrounded by. Sorry to say, slackers because I was that also. Mm. So. You know, it would. I'm. I'm afraid of getting back into that because that happened to me. Like when I came back from Japan, I was like on time, and now I've become a Malaysian. You know, like when it comes to time, yeah. but not that. That. How do How do you think in in a concrete way? How do you think that you're going to continue to uh, be this motivated kind of person? Because you know, mm. you, you can't sort of just ride off that wave. You you sort of have to create that way for yourself again and again how do mm. you think how do you think you're going to resist the temptation of uh, blending into your environment in Malaysia here I think by the Facebook group that we have mm. that will definitely encourage me to just like keep on doing stuff because if I feel like I'm slacking off there's always someone in the group where I can just like approach and hey Jom do something and they were like yeah sure and they will hit me back up in like a day or two and just set throws like keep on working that's the that's my lifeline for now but i have i cannot like hold on to them forever because they have they have other shit that they have to go about so i have to think of ways to keep that momentum going but it's so difficult yeah yeah like like so uh, difficult. like coldplay said nobody said it was easy, easy. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. They were yellow. Yeah. Not easy, just. They were just yellow. Yellow. Yeah. Uh, so the next question in my list is. Wow, we have a <laughs> list. Yeah, of course. For I'm weeks. trying to be uh, a responsible host. Husband. Uh, no, that too. Host. Nah. Responsible husband. Hostband. <laughs> Hostband. Yeah. Uh, anything that you didn't do that you wish you did. Oh, damn. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think I think working harder. Yeah? You yeah. wish that you worked harder even. I wish that I didn't sleep and <laughs> I wish that I worked harder. Serious. Like when I get like the first two, three days when I get back to the hotels, like I feel so lonely. I wanna go out, I wanna see them, I wanna go into the studios. That's what I feel. Mm. Like almost like Throughout the whole week But like throughout the second week Dah rasa macam A bit tedious Because like It's tiring doing that shit Every night mm. But everyone else Was like still going To the studios Balik pukul 5, 6 pagi yeah. yeah So it makes me feel like I wish I worked harder mm. You wish sleep Wasn't as big a part of you Yes As it yeah. was I wish I had the guts To drink Red Bull So that I could just like Stay awake for the whole two weeks But no I need my sleep I would just wreck your body Yeah all that sugar. Yeah. So that's the one thing, lah. Mm. All right. So, how's life been post Red Bull Music Academy? You mentioned earlier in the episode that you were touring and stuff like that. No, <laughs> not really touring. Just <laughs> going to different parts of Malaysia to spread yeah. the Red Bull goodness. Yeah. Um. First, like. Lepas balik tu I went to Johor with Leia Had a performance I was supposed to only have Like one day of performance But then I had to replace Another musician So macam kena perform dua kali um, 
And then I came back and then I had to like um do this thing called and I don't know if I should say this. I think I'm not supposed to say it for now. Right. I have a thing that I have to do with Red Bull. Where I have to produce some stuff for some of the people. So that's the collaboration also like two of them uh in that thing and it makes me feel nervous because like everyone every the the other four producers that were involved they were actually producers and I'm not I was dragged in this thing because I was an alumni mm. alumnus alumnus so but you did much, um, but you yeah. did co-produce your first album that doesn't really count yeah I don't I don't think that it's count I if possible I want to erase that from my memory <laughs> like I mean you don't like the first album you know I thought it could have been better. Yeah, there's the thing. And I know it could have been better. And I had so many ideas, but I you know, it was not realized because it was a momentary thing and I didn't notice that when it comes to working in the studio, you have to do it in the moment or if you keep on jotting down notes, you're going to forget that shit. And that's Even what happened. Even if you jot down. Even if you jot down like hari tu like I wanted I I mentioned to Anas I wanted um okay I want like in this part I want um panning kiri kanan and stuff and then I want this effect delay reverb blah di da di da and then dia kata okay okay kita boleh buat that post and then he and in, and you know they went on it didn't happen, it didn't happen lah ha. so macam it if it had to happen that time it has to be done at that time and that thing I learned from Alex to to my to me He's like Young Thug, you know Young Thug. I have heard of Young Thug. Yeah, Young Thug. He's, He's Young Thug's sound engineer. Oh. So what he did with Young Thug is is this is going to be interesting for you and especially for everyone, I think. The why he uses auto-tune, auto-tune, auto-tune is because it it relates to the create creative side of things as well. Dia bukannya macam for the effect of buat suara sedap. Yeah. Is because Cham, Chena Young Thug. How he works is when Alex Alex had to drag and drop all the effects while he's recording, while he's rapping. So so Young Thug needs to hear his voice sounds like in key and in tune for him to get the flow right. So kalau dia dengar macam suara dia off macam dia tak lena continue lah because dia tak nyanyi. So he had to like drag drop all the delays, all the effects. While he's recording, so much of he's mixing at the same time, while Young Thug is you know laying down his verse. Yeah. So he works that fast, yeah. which is like so crazy and you know. And then bila macam Alex suggested like should we should probably like in this part we should probably do it like some delays or some effects and you know rap in another way. And then Young Thug kata, um, if you do that, then the whole vibe will be different. The whole song will be different. I have to change everything. Which makes so much sense because you know, if whatever you're listening to right now, like in your headphones, so if you hear your your suara so sedap with the auto tune, you get along with that vibe. But if you start changing the auto tune to something like a different tuning, a different pitch, kape, dia akan jadi like a whole other vibe. Yeah. So it's going to be a whole other song. So it's going to be like, you know, yeah, it's going to be something like that. And I think I I resonate with that, especially when it comes to like when when I work with instruments. Like orang lain boleh macam, oh kita buat demo version dulu, and then kita baru kita ganti the instruments with something better. Like I cannot do that. Like whenever I work, I notice that I do the mixing, like to the 
what do you call it to the note to, to the pin to the t to the t is it i don't know i don't know what you're trying to say to the to the dot to the window to the wall <laughs> to the wall uh, sweat <laughs> drop down my balls no to the kira macam um while i'm recording uh-huh. like record layers 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 yeah. like the first layer i recorded i would just straight away pan the ta effects mm. pan ke kiri okay like 30 30 degrees and then macam terus letak effects and effect banyak mana mana so the second layer i record i would just like pan immediately and then macam adjust it accordingly kalau orang lain dia akan record demo dulu kan and then baru macam change baru record betul-betul kan to me the recording that i'm doing is the final recording yeah the first draft is the final draft the first draft is the final draft and that's what i feel so macam bila orang start tukar the instruments it's like no it's going to be a different vibe and i didn't i didn't think that it was something that i i always felt that it was wrong for people to change whatever i think is right for that moment and for that for that contohnya like the way i sing sometimes i would scream sometimes i would whisper and during that whispering i play certain things like certain sound of synths that reflects that whispering that 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 what that um emotion bukan bukan that uh feeling what's the word i forgot dia compliment oh okay that complements the the tone of the voice mm. tapi bila like proper production dia macam tukar the synth and this is jadi macam lain gila So I didn't like that. Mm. But I didn't notice that it was something that I should have voiced out. Mm. It was just like until Alex say something like that I was like okay I think I need to say some I need to say something whenever that happens again. Mm. Because it really really affects the mood of the song once you change the sound. Mm. So yeah. All right. That's that. That was a very lengthy answer to whatever what was the questioning I, I don't even remember <laughs> that's how good a host i am i don't remember mm. um we do have one question from uh, an instagram user called that pink elephant but i feel like okay. uh, um dia tak kenal mengenal dengan rebel music academy so okay. i i guess that pink elephant if you if you're listening right now mm. i'm sorry that we can't answer it Uh, in this episode we'll try to uh, we will most definitely get to answering your questions in the yeah. next episode next episode um i guess uh, finally mm. for this episode to finally clo- to close it out i mean it is Allah. it is at 50 right now we had a record at 1 hour and 26 uh, definitely love but you know not everybody has uh, that kind of time on I their hands i have opinions <laughs> the same opinions i say la I don't know. Uh, I, I exactly. I have one more question, Ella, uh, uh, which you know you can drag it to one hour and how uh, one hour and thirty minutes left. You want? We'll see. <laughs> um, if you, if you have anything to say to mm. sort of uh, your fellow musicians who mm. sort of. Um, Uh, either look up to you because you went to RBMA or mm. are jealous of you because you went to RMA, mm. RBMA. Mm. Uh, <laughs> well, that jealous one is me lah. Of course. Uh, what would you say to them? What would you say to them? Don't be jealous. Oh, wow, I love you so much. Um, <laughs> it's because I love you that I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Okay. Uh. I think. I've I've said it on Twitter before but I'm going to rephrase it. 
if you hate me for going to RBMA and for being for breaking up for popping the cherry of being the RBM the first Malaysian RBMA alumnus whatever shit then fucking apply lah yeah i think i think people have no okay here's the thing about Malaysian musicians yeah i, I mean i would assume that people have the last my, my, year my assumption would be wrong lah last year 34 people applied that's a lot This year 17. No, ha, the number has reduced. Yeah. Sebab that they got disappointed. Everyone got disappointed. I think it's a it's a natural I can assume that most of them was like um okay I didn't get in because they didn't think I'm good enough. So I'm not going to apply again. It's it's a tedious thing to apply to that team because it has 19 questions and all the questions are like essays. Yeah, like you, you kind of like naturally have to answer in essay form, yeah. because like the questions they collaborated with psychologists. I keep on saying this, but it's true. They keep uh, the, like RBMA collaborated with psychologists to draft the questions so that when they read your application, they know what kind of person you are, what kind of vibe you bring to the table. So like, macam, I I tried looking, scro- scrolling through Twitter like RBMA Malaysian. And I remember seeing like a few tweets. Ada orang macam like Nadira, I think. Nadira. Nadira, Nadira TBH. <laughs> you, want, you want to go TBH in <laughs> I don't know. Sponsored by TBH. Na- Nadira NVM, never mind. <laughs> so, like in 2011, she applied and then dia macam dia tag RBMA. Hey, I'm uh, I'm uh, Aspiring musician. Yeah, something like that. I'm applying from Malaysia to consider me something like that. And you never see that tweet coming up. Hit me up. Ever again. Okay. And then, macam um, Darren Ashley, he, oh. he applied. He applied in 2014. He wanted to go to Tokyo, tapi dia tak dapat. Lepas dia tak apply dah. Which is sayang. Which, yeah, man. Sayang gila. Darren huh. Ashley, man. Darren Ashley, Izzy. Izzy Musa, I, I'm so pissed at him. Man. If you're listening to to this now, Izzy. I don't think it is, You're a douchebag for not applying. Sebab, so, like this year, um, I int- I more or less introduced the RBMA thing to uh, Izzy, Shaheer, uh, Kemai, Ruvi. And Kemak and Ruby itu pun sebab macam kind of like last minute I was like upon completing the the thing and they were seeing me filling out forms and nanya apa tu and then I explained the whole thing mm. and then um, I I forced Easy and Shahe to apply because I know what they're capable of. Mm. I'm sorry I didn't ask you Asha. Um, because you know what I'm capable of too. Ah. <laughs> I'm not Darren Ashley by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> So that's that and you know just um and when I submitted my form mm-hmm. like on the last day and then I asked Easy did you submit your form so oh no I didn't tak sempat and they macam you know the kind of like I don't really give a shit if I didn't submit and then be- when I got it and then macam when I go through my experience and then you know I put all I post all the things on Instagram and then there there some macam Obviously lah, you're such a jealous lah, and you can feel the vibe. So much, I'm so pissed that he didn't apply because he's like he could have gelled so well with everyone there, and would have been like a great experience for them as well, especially for Easy. So yeah, mm. I feel like Easy is like the right person to apply for this thing, and he should be there just like, just to just to collaborate. And he's he he looks he looks like he's a 
frequent collaborator. I mean, he's session for so many people anyway. Mm. And the kind of music that he does is like it's the kind of thing that you can normally see in uh in RBMA studios. Mm. At least the one that I was in lah. Mm. Uh. So macam yeah, the advice is just first uh do not give up easily. Guy, the guy from Portugal, he applied four to five times before getting in. Certain people apply sekali terus dapat. Like Eddie applied sekali, applied uh, applied sekali sekali. I cannot pronounce things. Tui ko tak kaharawan apply sekali juga. Twice lah. Oh yeah, twice. I applied twice. Twice. Thank God I didn't go to last year's. Because Paris. Why is the that? Shootings. Thank God. Oh, uh, I didn't know. I, I would know. be the Wouldn't be the sore thumb. I was probably the sore thumb still. Got <laughs> Montreal. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as yeah. How about how about um, words for people who feel like um, they're not good enough at the moment? Oh no! Don't think that. Don't ever think that. To yeah. be an RBMA person. Let me just put it this way. There were drone artists. There was this guy Ogun. He plays. Dia pakai screw, like screw, S K R U screw. Untuk strum the guitar, and then like dia like dia sambung the guitar tu with some pedals lah, and then dia letak guitar tu kat tepi, dia ketuk ketuk guitar tu. So macam it forms like ambient sound, droney sound, and he was there. So. If if you think that you're not good enough, like in what sense? Put in, in the, the eight pop hours sense, la. then yeah lah. I'm not good enough. I'm not good at all in the pop sense. I I don't think Ogun is or Alex or um. Gee. Who else? No, Gee is Gee. Dia macam he has the the workings of some pop songs like Ray Ray. Ray Ray very. Very pop. Very, he's not. She's not pop. This is like the kind of songs that they do is like it's the future of pop. Um, if you get what I mean. Well, you hope that it's the future of pop. Yeah. It'll most probably be some Miley Cyrus stuff, though. No, but the things right now, like the all the electronic music, has become pop. Can mm-hmm. ah so much um over the years, whatever Ray Ray or Gee is doing, it will become pop. So, um, yeah, that is possible. And there's like noise artists, and there's Tanya Tagak, the Inuit. Throat singer, she's the lecturer lah. But still, much like the kind of songs that you make, it will probably not be appreciated by the typical Malaysian mass market or whatever you call it. But it's like there's always a bunch of people who are keen on listening to your stuff. Even like during my lo-fi recordings dulu tu, ada orang suka je, suka juga and I ask, why do you like these things? Because it's lo-fi, it's Be- so raw. Because like, I love know. you, I want to be your husband. Yeah, that's also that guy, you know. He's <laughs> like, I don't understand. But he he put a ring on it, so he put a ring on it. Um, Who would you recommend the RBMA experience to? I mean, aside from Izzy and... Uh, Uh, Ruvi, Kemat, uh, Shahir, Basmata. Oh, I want to say everyone. Just, just in general. I mean, just in general. So ma- everyone who, who, basically any musician, if you consider yourself a musician, if not, or if, even if you you're a meddling musician, couple, if you know what you want in your songs, what kind of sounds you want, then you're a producer. Then you should apply for RBMA. 
RBMA is producer centric lah. Yeah, it's not DJ centric. People would think it's a DJ centric kind of thing, which is um, I guess based on the num the sheer number of DJs uh, as participants there, yeah. you just like you cannot run away from that lah. But there's also like people who are not DJs, like myself and Emma and some other people who plays like drone, like jo- uh, Johan. Siapa lagi? Johan, Johan, Ketan, they're DJs. But like, uh, yeah, like half of them are like, they know how to DJ and half of us are like, we don't know the DJ shit, but we can do other things. So, and there's Mark from New Zealand. He plays like the band songs. I mean, actually the kind of songs that you've been writing, it's it's somewhat similar to what Mark has been doing. So if you want to apply, you should apply. <laughs> you try. Uh, Try. It it is producer centric. Mm. Is it um singer songwriter friendly at all? Mm. Everyone's a singer songwriter. Uh, not everyone lah. Macam yeah, Ray Ava, Ray isn't a singer songwriter. No, she's not. She's not a singer songwriter. But she's a she's a dope producer and beat maker. Mm. And but, she's but, a yeah, scratch turntablist whatever. But is it a singer songwriter friendly uh, environment? I think environment. Hmm. I mean, yeah. Would, 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 I mean, if you went there as a singer songwriter, yeah. would you feel out of place? Like, you mm. know, all these people are producers. I'm a singer songwriter. I mean, you know, I'm 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 just going to spend two weeks over here. Mm. You know, uh, it it's not even that. It's like, like, not easy borang do. You sort of feel like, like, but I'm not. I'm not. You know, a Red Bull. Music Academy person I'm a singer Songwriter Buat lagu Perform Tepi Jalan je would, would that Would that Have to Be a A point of Discouragement I think It it really depends Like Why Do you call yourself A singer songwriter Like Macam Let's say uh, Mark Or Gee They write songs um, but they also produce their songs. If you if you know what kind of sounds you want, where you want to bring your song, where you how you visualize your songs, like okay, I want this guitar, I want this sound, I want this thing, that thing. I think that in itself is makes you a producer. Mm. Like let's say, Dan Trisha, and she's a she's a singer songwriter, mm. but I don't think she knows she's how to produce. She's also a fan of a Bomula podcast. Yeah, she is. Shout out to Dan and Tisha for sponsoring us in this podcast. Yeah, k- uh, rasai kebebasan. Rasai kebebasan. Um, so let's say Dan and Tisha. She's a she's a singer songwriter. She writes her own songs. She sings, but she doesn't produce her songs. Mm. So I think it would be difficult for her to apply for even like the the questions, the kind of questions that they have. It's it's quite difficult for, for not that I'm you know undermining her capabilities. She probably can answer the questions. Is that the kind of vibe that she brings? God knows what. Mm. So much um, it it would probably be slightly intimidating because you don't know the kind of sounds that you want. Like mm. what kind of keyboard? What kind of synth? Do you feel like this synth sounds right in this song? In this mood? In this verse? So if you're a singer songwriter that knows those kind of things, even like. You don't know the name of the synth, but you know the sound. Mm. That's I think that's good enough, because mm. you know what you want. So so, 
if any musician is listening to this thing right now mm. and this sort of like feeling which I'm oh I can do this as well I can apply for RBMA mm. as well what do they need to do starting now so mm. that they'll be ready to apply next year what do they need to start doing what do they need to start producing oh damn i think just keep doing what you do but at the same time you i think just keep doing what you do whatever you guys are doing just do it and at, and also at the same time um I think the the hundred the ten uh, ten thousand hour rules, ten thousand hours rule apply. Mm. There, like once you keep do if you keep on doing it every day, you tend to like feel like you need to improve somewhere, and that's that's the important thing. You just like keep on doing, and you have like a, a bunch of things that you've recorded so that you can because not not during the application you need to send some stuff as well mm. on CD, so you have to burn stuff on the CD. So you send it with the application. So you have to do that. So you have to make things, record things. Yeah, you have to make things, record things. But yeah, just just um start working on the production skills lah. Mm. And it's not that like you have to know all the names of the production things. I still don't know the names of those things, but I do it anyway. So it's it's just like you know what kind of sounds you want, and I know. Like in this song, I want this sound. I want the drum to sound like it's being hit in a. Macam orang main drum dalam a huge hall, and I want that sound. I will try my best to achieve that sound with all the effects. I don't know the name of the effects. I don't know the name of the parameters and stuff. But I just drag, drop, pusing, pusing. Oh, jadi kind of thing. So you don't have to know the names of things. You just have to just do it and know what you want. Just and and put put and put them on SoundCloud probably. Put them on SoundCloud. That would help. That would help a lot. But not everyone has SoundCloud. Mm. Yeah, like just have it. Just so happens that most of them have some SoundCloud. Mm. Yeah, so as long as you have the material recorded, that would it would it it would help you in improving as well because you know you would listen back to the audio that you've been recording and how how far you've gone. Mm. Does having yeah. a fan base count? Nope. No. Not at all. Ray Ray has hundred thousand likes on Facebook. It doesn't really matter, yeah. and um, Emma doesn't even have Facebook, <laughs> but she has like um, she has a band lah. She has a jazz band back at home. Uh. Jazz. I don't. I don't know if it's like appropriating, what she say. I don't know like it's a jazz band or what. But you know she just like incorporates fusion. The, the, yeah. Fusion. Jazz. It's like a musician kind of music that she does. If you get what I mean. So yeah, like there's this guy I forgot who, and and up in Amadea he doesn't have he doesn't have social media, mm. at all he doesn't upload anything on SoundCloud wow. yet he got in, wow. so, yeah it doesn't really matter if you have like um a fan base or not or you have anything on SoundCloud you just need to have stuff recorded yeah and ready to send yeah mm. Mm. all right okay mm. any last words. For anybody who might be listening right now, mm, don't listen to me. Whatever I just said, just ignore it. Just do it. Don't I don't know because I feel don't like don't listen to her. Listen to the Vanopian Solitude, yeah. Ah. No, because I feel like I've been criticizing a lot of people, but at the same time, it's more it's directed more towards myself, like the slacking part. I've been a slacker so long. 
I just don't want to be that for the next, you know, 10 years. Mm, gonna stop pakai slot slack. I haven't been wearing slacks. Are these slacks? I don't know. I think they're chinos if I had to call them anything. They're golf uh, uh golf what? Golf pants, I think. They, I don't know. I think if I had to guess. They're like khakis tapi warna biru. Khakis No, uh, Iris, Proton Iris, ah, it's keyless. Okay, oh wow, yeah. Masha Allah. Heading towards the future. Yeah. <laughs> Any more questions? Ask me questions. Huh? I, I, don't, I think I've exhausted my question ah. bank. <laughs> I want to baby. I have four weeks worth of baby land, you know. Uh, uh, I, was, I was supposed to ask you questions. How has it been? Four weeks not having me around. It's been boring and it's been lonely. Liar. It's been you've sad. Been, you've been having so many people on the podcast. Because I've had to. <laughs> If I could trade <laughs> for, for <laughs> having you on the podcast instead of, you know, you know, pening kepala cari, siapa lah nak record podcast ni. How do I get this microphone there? Would they even want to? How long? I don't want to kacau their hidup and all that. I, I don't have any issues kacauing your hidup though. You, you can kacau me all time. Anyway, yeah. that's I, I, think, I think that's it. Is it? If if I do have mm. any more questions, uh, I'll write them down. I'll mm. be sure to ask you those questions mm. in the next episode, probably. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, it, yeah. really. Thank you, everyone, for Thank listening. Thank you, everyone, for listening to my baby line. Yeah. And I'm sorry if I offended anyone, but I don't care. Uh, I'm sorry, but I don't care. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't care. Okay. All right. That's that's <laughs> a horrible thing to say, but yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Thank you thank for you. listening and, uh, and selamat, selamat hari, hari raya. raya.